Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And we coming from a basement to your headphones, barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown in a wild time. Thank you for downloading the podcast, Theanos. Now here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast, Theanos, presented by Moots Pizzeria and Bar. Before or after the game at Comerica, or even just a night out in the D, stop by Moots Pizzeria for a sliced drink or a whole pie. My name is Jordan Hall, and I'm really happy to be joined by my main man, he of the wilderness, returning from the great north, it's Eric Wayne. Eric, how are you? Good. Feeling like a regular Paul Bunyan. I'm considering uh, getting a blue ox. You have most of most of the beard going. I mean, you practically are a, a youper at this point. You know, when they closed the bridge, I was a little concerned about being stuck up there. You know, uh, so I started getting collecting some old pickups. And uh, starting, you know, try to talk with a funny accent. And uh, here we are. Uh, they they did uh, open the bridge. It was only closed for about an hour. But can you imagine being stuck in Mackinac City or St. Ignace? Mackinac City would be okay, I suppose. But yeah, I mean, then you're at least sense. in the lower peninsula. I got to tell you, having experienced both peninsulas, the lower is still better. It's almost Sorry. like that's why most people live here. That's where this is where the action is. The big buildings. It's amazing. So Whitney and I were actually discussing this. You know, we we took the UP when we lost the, the war with Ohio uh, and they, they got Toledo. Do you think we won that that deal? What I mean, I wonder what the population difference is. I mean, the UP still has more populations than what would be the than what would be the Toledo Strip, but probably not by a ton. Like Marquette's a pretty big city, I suppose. But otherwise, it's pretty sparse, friend. So, so that's how you're measuring that that's the straight only, by people. People are, are are rather important, don't you think? I mean, the wilderness is fine, I guess. Yeah, but, but I mean, um, Toledo has both the mud hens and the zoo. I feel like maybe, maybe we came out a little bit behind there. There is, the Upper Peninsula does have much natural beauty, right? I mean, there's the pictured rocks and the porcupine mountains, but I have to tell you, the Upper Peninsula also has a lot of trash land like it's swamp or some woods that burn down it's just a big ugly swamp well fire is nature's rejuvenation well it's certainly in need of rejuvenation because it doesn't look like much i gotta tell you that 
So I'm assuming your UP trip was not all that great, or was it just this, just the scenery that you're fed up with? Well, just everybody's like, oh, the the beauty of of nature in the Upper Peninsula while you're in the wilderness. Well, like, yeah, like if you go to some kind of cool place, but a lot of it in the middle is just, you know, kind of not that pretty. Did you go to see the bears? No, we didn't see the bears. Did you see we any bears? Camp. No, no. Wow. No bears. That sounds like an empty trip. Uh, did you come across the Michigan dog, man? The Michigan, tell me more. I, it's the dog, man. He lives in, he <laughs> lives in the UP. How much more can I, how much more direct can man, I Man, dog, Michigan. Uh, that's the three things that it is. Uh, no, I've never even heard of this. Really? All right. Well, I don't get out I, much. I, ha- I had a whole thing to go with that, but I'll just, I'll just scrap that and wait till next year. Uh, <laughs> want to send I'll a look special- next time. Yeah. Thank you. Want to spend, uh, send a special shout out to our buddy, Roger Castillo. He met yeah. me at Moots Pizzeria and bar on what last Friday, Thursday, something like that. While yeah. somebody escaped his duties to go up North. Um, enjoyed. Having I listened him on to the, the episode. I listened to the episode between Mackinac city and Grayling. So yeah, well, glad we we pacified time for for somebody. But anyway, Raj had his gallbladder removed uh, this week when he was Ooh. at a not when he was at a Whitecaps game. Um, I, he was at a Whitecaps game when when the whole thing started. So anyway, wishing him a speedy recovery. Um, good dude, really enjoyed talking to him. One of my one of my favorites on Tiger Twitter. Yep, it was great, great episode. It was good to hear about draft and prospects and and all kinds of uh, former pit spitters. I believe you talked to. It's really getting into the, speaking of getting into the weeds. I mean, it's a little bit of that, but uh, I, that's good. I'm glad. I'm not too awfully concerned about taking people into the weeds when it's pit spitters related. So it, it is what it is. You chose to listen to the show. Um, so starting this week has been the Olympics. Uh, have you yeah. had, the, had the chance to watch any? So um, yes, but you know, I find the dynamic fascinating because I'm, I'm going to stereotype a lot. Okay, so just just buckle your seatbelt. We're gonna make a lot of generalizations. Uh, as the man in the house, I like to watch the sports. Typically, I have the Tigers game on, uh, the Bucks games, Tampa Bay Bucks games. Uh, you know, in in football season, um, and I kind of orient my day around that. Now, uh, it's Olympics, and my spouse is orienting her evenings and like looking ahead to like what's on the docket for the sports wow good for like to me it's kind of like oh okay you know whatever's on it's going to be one of a thousand swimming heats and some american's going to win a medal and big whoop-de-doo and it's kind of like you know okay they're back and forth and teddy roosevelt rolling over in his grave at you saying some some american's going to win a medal well they well they are it's always like this foregone conclusion that because they're not going to put it on tv unless an american is kicking butt in it because we're all uh, you know, nationalists or whatever, but uh, you, so I, if it's on, okay, I'm taking it in, but I'm not big on, you know, the popular American sports. Give me the niche stuff. Even if there's no Americans, like give me the shooting and the badminton and the Taekwondo. But uh, yeah, Mrs. Wayne is orienting her, her night around, well, where's this, where's Simone Biles or where's Katie Ledecky. And I'm like, who cares? And now I get a taste of my own medicine. <laughs> That's it's probably good for you. Did you see that there was a a Filipino fellow that won uh, the first gold in in Filipino history? I think it was. Did you did you feel a real kindred spirit? Did I did. Like, I, it, yeah. it made me think that yeah. like had I trained and gotten there, I could have been the first. 
But this yep. this fella, I say fella, it it very well could have been a woman. I I can't remember. I didn't look, <laughs> I, I didn't look that closely wow. into it. I'm glad but, you're really invested in it. Uh, so anyway, that's uh, good good for good for my for my my homeland. Um, I feel like the question's been going around Twitter, and I got to get your opinion. Do you think there are any of events that had you trained from a young age that you could have meddled in? There was a 58 year old. Kuwaiti man who won the bronze medal in skeet shooting. Now, 50 year olds, 58 year olds can be pretty fit and athletic yet, right? Yeah. But I mean, you're, you're 58. You, t- you tell me. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a stallion, a picture of health. Uh, but I feel like the skeet shooting or maybe archery, that, that would be the place to, to go, right? Yeah, definitely something something stationary. It doesn't I'm not saying it, it doesn't take a lot of skill because it obviously does. But oh, of it's course. The, um, it's more precision as opposed to it's it's hitting corners as opposed to blowing it by someone. That's right. Yeah, definitely. the the one The one event that I that I love, not necessarily one that I could do, is the steeplechase. It's like you go around yep. the circle, and there's a bunch of like random crap thrown in the middle of the track. I absolutely well, love it. Like little like, water water pits. Yeah. Yeah, like you go through the water. Like, why is there water on the track? No one knows. It's the steeplechase. I would actually like to see more random crap thrown onto. Uh, you know the the like the tubes that the dogs have to run through throw a couple of those on there i think that i think that <laughs> like would that be idea. awesome obstacle yeah, so, course yeah they used to have tug of war in the olympics why not obstacle course for real ninja that's warrior pretty, let's step yeah. it up speaking of the steeplechase though um west michigan has a local hero uh brian deemer brian deemter brian deemer i think uh was from west michigan uh, actually, is a Kel uh, is the Kelvin University's track coach, or was, or still is, but he won his medal in the steeplechase. Interesting. Th- this Olympics? No, this was a while. Oh, ago. gotcha. I was, gonna, I was gonna say thanks for the thanks for the spoilers. No, this is but, like twenty years ago. Gotcha. But I mean, for West Michigan, oh, that's still a big deal, you know. Yeah, definitely. So anyway, if you want to tweet along with me, I'm I'm sure I'll be watching both the men's and the women's steeplechase. Do you, of course you will. Obviously. Uh, how do you balance your, your tigers in your Olympics? I got two screens. I, I typically it's watch true. the tigers on my, what would you like? My Xbox TV. I watch it through my Xbox and then whatever's on. You are a man TV of culture. Fine. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to get in touch uh, with us, we are on Twitter and Instagram. I am at hosted by Jay Hall and Eric is at Eric Wayne brain and on Facebook and Instagram at podcast. Uh, the show is sponsored by moots pizzeria and bar. It is the motor city's only authentic New York pizzeria. And it's become a staple in the Detroit pizza scene among the best that they have to offer our favorites like the garlic knots, the Uptown, and the Bronx pizza, the Gamelli pasta, the chocolate lava cake, and they have some killer cocktails and a great beer and wine selection. I had the, I think it was called the Bee Sting. It was a Nashville hot honey on top of a pepperoni pizza with basil. It was genuinely one of the best pizzas I've ever had in my entire life. I could go for that. Sounds, yeah. sounds a little bougie. That's what yeah. I need. Yeah, Wit's not a, not a big fan of like sweet and meat on the same pizza, so that would never be something that she was into. But they have like kind of the personal pan pizzas there, which to be fair, I don't know if they're actually supposed to be personal pan or if I just eat a lot. But it, it, it's a one sitting type deal. Um, so anyway, it was nice that I was able to to grab that and 
We both got what we wanted. Stop in with friends uh, for a few pies or grab an authentic slice from their slice counter, which is what Roger did the first time I sent him there accidentally because I told <laughs> it seemed like I told him to go you there. Tell him the wrong day. One Friday earlier than when we were actually supposed to. Are you to be serious? There. Fortunately, he didn't live like okay. super far away. So it wasn't like oh, I sent good. you there. But <laughs> I appreciate that. That's that, that one's on me. Uh, visit mootspizzeria.com to learn more or to place an order. And don't forget, they offer two hour validation in the Z lot. Tell them that Jordan and Eric sent you, which is, of course, us. I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the podcast, Yanos. So, Eric, uh, recent hiccup aside, it's been another couple exciting weeks to be a Tigers fan. I feel like it's been quite a while since I've had that like overwhelming sense of dread about what's going to happen when you turn on the TV like you used to. I, I feel personally responsible for this because right before the All-Star break, we lost four games in a row. Then I evacuated the peninsula, stopped having regular internet access, and the exact window when they were gone, they rattled off seven wins. So I hate to make this all about me. I was going to say, that sounds more like hubris to me, but, you know, teach their own. A lot of narcissism. Uh, but that was an exciting stretch uh, in, in winning, but in a few games winning by a lot. 29 um, runs in the four-game series against Texas. How long has it been since we've done that? That's incredible. The longest win streak since, what, 16 or something like that, I think it was. Um, that's like but, a whole other era. Why Why are we so streaky? Four straight losses, seven straight wins, four straight losses. I mean, I mean there is, is it just there is the, the competition? Obvious, or? I'll say the obvious answer is that it's such a young team. It's just growing pains, right? I mean, clearly, okay. like you say, you have your competition up and down. But part of what's make, made the Tigers so good recently has been like the aggressive base running, some of the, the, you know, the big exciting hits. Like there is a downside on occasion to aggressive base running. And, you know, we've, we've seen that come home to roost a couple times recently. Um, and when the big hits don't come, like, I don't know. I feel like we've been living so much on adrenaline, right, in, in the last couple couple weeks that, you know, there, there are times when that's not going to necessarily carry you, especially with, with a young team like that. But by and large, like, it's definitely what I'm trying to get this saying right. Two steps forward to only one step back, whereas for a long mm-hmm. time, it felt like that was switched. Well, it- I think you're right. I, I also attribute it to the starting pitching. Um, That's also, you very know, fair. we have three young stalwarts, I would say, um, who are going to be around for a while and sometimes they'll click, but then we're piecing together with guys like Alexander and Peralta. Um, <laughs> even during the same correctly, streak, 2021 uh, AL Cy Young award winner, Willie Peralta. Of course course of course give, give the man his uh, but it just felt like even during the seven game win streak like how are we doing this we're kind of piecing together the starting rotation with three guys who are really too young to be consistent and some odds and ends and we got a little lucky i i, I don't think we're the team that won seven in a row um honestly so it's, it's really interesting. You say you talk about piecing things together on the show for many years. We've said that we have bits and pieces that can be put together to do better things than what 
they could in a traditional role. You've seen Casey Scooble Manning go a little bit shorter than longer outings out of the bullpen. Right. Guys like Alexander start and then get into guys in the middle. Like, I, I don't know if it's out of necessity or out of strategy, but he is using the, the pitching staff in a very modern and honestly very effective way and yeah. i like i said i i think you can probably put it down more to necessity but i choose to give aj the credit and say that he's doing this because this is a strategy he's taking what he's got and he's mashing it all together and throwing it out and it's better than the sum of its parts yeah and yeah. you know clearly fetter is also involved so that is obviously the way that i'm going to lean yeah it's a little bit of chopped or cutthroat kitchen where you need to make a dish with the odds and ends that you have or on the theme that you have. And I think Hinch, Hinch has done a, an exceptional job. Yeah, it seems that he's much better at it than previous regimes. Uh, so here's a thought that I've had. It seems like over the last, I don't know, maybe even a couple of weeks, there's been a weird sense of optimism amongst the fan, fan base, or at least it seems like online, because that's, I mean, I live in Indiana. I don't have any Tigers friends to talk to. Like for years, it's just been 100% everything sucks. Like anything we can complain about, we we can and we will. And all of a sudden, it just seems a little bit different. Like the mood has has lifted. Like people are starting to give certain guys the benefit of the doubt. And I, partially that's because guys are putting being put into positions to succeed. And others are just we have better and more fun players. But have you noticed yeah. kind of a little bit of a mood change? Yeah. I mean, a seven-game win streak will do that for you. I mean, it's amazing how a few wins will uh, raise your esteem and self-esteem a little bit. Very true. But I, I think, good. I think it's a little bit like the Pistons. Um, the Pistons were uh, horrible last year, were they not? Well, how are Pistons fans feeling about the Pistons right now? They're through they're the feeling mood, through the roof. Yeah, yeah, they're they're feeling thrilled. I mean, Pistons haven't done anything. They're worse than they were when they had. Um, uh, uh, what's the guy who got traded to the Nets? Uh, Blake why, Griffin. Blake Griffin. They're worse than. I can't go over the Blake Griffin. They're, they're a lot worse than they were when they had Blake Griffin, but now they feel great. I, I think it's because they're in a position. They had some some pieces to dream on, and they're laying a foundation for future success. And I think that's what the Pistons are doing, or excuse me, the Tigers are doing. There's some pieces to dream on. Uh, Akil Badu has been extremely fun. Manning, Mize, and Scooble uh, are showing you uh, little glimpses into the future. Those are things to be a a excited about. And we still have some capacity to add free agents. Um, the, the free agents that we got, Robbie Grossman has been very good and very serviceable. Um, Eric Haas has broken through. We finally found a couple bullpen pieces. Like there's some components that you can you could imagine you can dream on and we are better than we have been just wins and losses we're better than we have been in the last couple of years indisputable fact. That, that's yeah exciting. that is yeah definitely I, like you say i think that there are pieces to dream on i feel like even even the jackson job thing like when they drafted him the initial reaction was like wow that dude's a moron speaking of avila of course and right. then within 24 hours it kind of had spun completely back the other way like Maybe this yeah. was the right play. Like, I don't know. There's just a rationality to the internet right now that I didn't think that we'd ever see, which I'm, well, I'm you and Roger, enjoying. You, you and Roger talked about it. I mean, if the the numbers and the computers and the analysis lead you to take Job over the more established, proven Meyer, 
um, if that's what the analyses are telling you and they do it, you can't be bent about that, right? I mean, yeah. this is the more sophisticated modern approach, spin rate, spin rate, spin rate. They're analyzing that and everybody's got a rep Soto and they're telling you that, well, this is the guy with the highest upside and promise. Okay. You're going to be sophisticated. Uh, you want sophistication Tigers fans? Well, you got to roll with that. You can't just, you know, take the college senior. So I, I, I think fans are starting not so much with the Vila, but some other parts of the organization, they're starting to give the benefit of the doubt a little bit. I think that's because they see AJ as having having fingers in every pie. Whereas I don't and know he that does he a actually. Yeah. I don't. I don't know that he has. Yeah, like personnel, all that kind of stuff. I, I completely agree. Um, but yeah, I, I think that he has given such a calm to the fans' perception of the organization. Maybe even more so than he actually has on the organization itself. Sure. But I mean, still for our, you know tigers watching experience that's a good thing um i do want to go back to jackson job real quick uh i talked about this with roger last uh on last week's show but i don't i want to i don't want to miss it but he was a high school pitcher that throws upper 90s and has a devastating breaking ball and still took the time to develop a changeup. i feel like that tells you everything you need to know about about his mindset like he wasn't i'm sure he just mowed guys down throwing 99 miles an hour with a devastating curveball like that's enough and he was like, nope, that's not enough. Going to learn how to throw the change up, add that to the arsenal. And as a guy who is so young and so new to pitching, I don't know. Like He seems like the profile of a player that I would get super excited about. And hopefully we all will too. Seems like, seems like a good kid too. So I don't watch or analyze amateur baseball much at all. Um, so I'll, I'll rely on the scouts, but I did see a breakdown where if you take his scouting reports, Jackson Jobs, and you take them, the consensus scouting reports at relatively face value, uh, those reports are comparable only to Steven Strasburg in the recent, in the recent past. And you remember how much hype and energy and Strasburg unbelievable amount yeah absolutely right where Job doesn't have that that kind of hype but um just by the pure consensus scouting reports it's that level of projected excellence yeah let's do it let's do it I'm I'm in and also he's gonna have Fetter working with him not whoever Strasburg has so I mean <laughs> clearly it's gonna be at least 20 to 25 percent better all right you've waited long enough let's get to your boy uh, Akil Badu just continues to, as I'm sure you would say, Badu it. Um, is your boy getting enough love? I think, I think he's not. I mean, nationally, I mean, they had this graphic out the other day that had Mize and a couple other players, and everybody was clamoring, like, well, where's Akil? He's leading in, in several key statistical categories. He is, okay, the spark plug metaphor is overplayed it really is but there there's something to his presence on this team maybe it's just from a fan's perspective but it is a it's a bit energizing yeah, is it not I, I don't think it is overblown like the way he, the, his style of play is getting things going he seems to have that personality i mean I, there's only so much you can read into what you see from a guy down on down on the field as you're watching from 
you know, northern Indiana. But I don't know. I, I don't know that it necessarily is. He he is the spark plug of that team. People seem to feed off him. But I mean, that's that's neither here nor there. Who does he have the potential to be the best Rule Five draft pick ever? I think he might already be the best Rule Five draft pick ever. Who uh, there's one or two other big names. I mean, Victor. But... Re- we had determined that Victor at the start of this year that Victor Reyes was the best Rule Five pick ever. I mean, I if you. I haven't found usually if this, you so. can get a contributor, that's a win yeah. to have a rookie of the year candidate is stunning. Yeah. He's, he's fifth in the betting odds right now. Um, and actually okay. behind, behind him in the top 10 are both Mize and Eric Haas. We have three top 10 AL rookie of the year candidates. How, how awesome it's, is that? Haas, Haas to me is a little my, long in the tooth. My to man's got like 16 or 17 candidate. home runs in his first go around. I mean, yeah, he's no, he's no, old, but no, I mean what it is. Yeah, he's too old. Like he's been around for parts of like four, three or four big league seasons, hasn't he? I mean, I'd be lying if I told you anything definite on that one. Feels like he has been. Let's let's get let's, back to Akil. I like Eric Haas, okay. by the way. I saw him hit one of the furthest home runs I've ever seen hit in my entire life in spring training down at Joker, Joker Martian a couple of years ago. I had to look in my. Well, I was going to say my program. Let's be honest. I looked on my phone. Who like, who is this dude? <laughs> it was just an absolute bomb off the top of the, the batter's eye. I'm like, interesting. And then, you know, we didn't hear from him again for two years until now, but I don't know. I, I like the dude. I, I Haas made his Haas made his major league debut in 2018 when he was 25. He played in 2019 as well for Cleveland. He played 2020 for Detroit, and now it's 2021. Well, 2020 is a write-off, so it's only been three years if you look at it in COVID. Sure. His first year, he had 17 plate appearances. 2019 is 17. I guess I'm just saying he doesn't feel like a traditional rookie to me. He's a 28-year-old rookie, which is weird to me. Well, that's why he's tenth in, in the in the voting or in the betting odds. Uh, some yeah. nice things about Akil. He's second on the team in OPS and third on the team in walks, despite not even qualifying like for the batting title or anything. So that is impressive. He is like you say. He he might be one of the, the best real five picks of all time. And we were all seeing who when we when we picked it. To to me, the walks is the most impressive. Cause he started out being real patient and then he had that real slump. And, you know, typically we say, you know, guys have a certain propensity at the plate. They're not going to walk, but he kind of found it back. He found some better plate approach and patience and he's taken a few walks, which I think is impressive. And if he can continue that aspect of his game, that'll play kid. For sure. That'll Definitely. Play. Yeah. Uh, run a little bit long. So let's, let's kind of jump through these Jonathan scope. Uh, we discussed whether he was going to get traded a couple weeks ago. The trade deadline is Friday. How are you feeling at this moment? Um, it's like selling anything else you have. What's what price are you going to get? You know, obviously, if somebody overwhelms them with a prospect package, you you won't be able to turn it down. But I wouldn't be too hasty getting rid of scope. And yeah. I'm seeing a little more energy about uh, extending. I would be. Fine I think with you that. should. I think that this is an, an aberration of a year. Like he was, he's been fine the last couple of years. He hasn't been this good, uh, but he is doing something right now and he's contributing to the overall feeling on the team. I, I, 
feel pretty confident saying that even though we're not in the clubhouse. I don't want to disrupt that unless we're getting somebody, a, a prospect that's worth it, essentially. Like, there right. there are such good feelings going on right now when it's been forever since we've had those. Like, I don't know. Don't give me a hard-throwing, you know, right-handed reliever from from single A for him. I, w- I would want something substantial to, to screw with that. How do you feel about an extension? So we let's say we give him a two-year extension for a reasonable dollar figure. Does that clog the infield and the people that that we have coming up? No. Who who is coming up? I mean, seriously, no, it doesn't. Uh, I would. Well, Paredes. I mean, you're not you're not. He's not exactly forced himself Schiller. into the lineup. I mean, I don't know. And it, scope will your boy Willie. Is your boy Willie better <sighs> oh, now man. or not? I, I mean, he's certainly looking better. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that he is he's <laughs> fixed, but. If only he were a pitcher, Federer would have had him fixed by now. Let's let's be honest. But I right, I'm saying okay, a year, even two years of scope, you're probably not blocking anybody. He's so. flexible enough. Yeah, you know, you can I, play second, second or first, and he should take a reasonable rate because I mean, even with his good numbers, is he going to get a two year deal next year easily? Yeah. Yeah, he's not he's not super young. Like there there's nobody that's going to try and lock him up long term. He seems to like it in Detroit. He's 29. Yeah. I mean, yeah. which is just shocking that I when I look at him and watch him hit him I'm like, "Oh, that dude is so old. He's 3 years younger than me." It's very problematic. I, I don't I don't love that for a second. Um, yeah, I I'd be good with that. It's because I, you I, wear a flat-brimmed hat, you so know, does and he. you feel every every day of his life he wears one. Oh, uh, I, I got to tell you this. I don't know if you can post this on on the social media. Oh yeah. But I saw on the news there was a man missing in West Michigan, and it looked like you. I thought so much. Like I me. popped up. I thought it. I saw the local news. I'm like, Jordan, are you okay? Uh, and it wasn't you, but it had big Jordan energy. I'll it tell did. you that. I'm the sorry. only the only problem he's gonna that get is, that we'll have to post the picture we'll post it homeboy was out out and about at like 2 30 a.m i can't remember the last time i was even awake past midnight let alone outside outside my house so that's but, sleepy time. Uh, it is 100 sleepy time all right uh you want to talk turnbull going to the or getting tommy john or the cleveland guardians your choice let's talk okay uh we'll talk both first it's sad that turnbull needs tommy john yeah pretty that's much sad. It'd be nice if he didn't have to do that, but I guess we'll be patient. Um, let's talk about uh, the Guardians. Do you do like it. the name? I don't like the name. I don't hate the like logo and font. It's like Art Deco. Yeah, get some the, culture in your life. I don't know exactly the relevance, Artistic. but Spiders was right there. That would have been a lot cooler. I, I think. like. I like Spiders a lot. Yeah, I don't know. Although it's, just... it's not my team, so. Name it something dumb. I don't care. That's true. Also, but, in or excuse me, uh, Cleveland fans are known for letting go of old names on things <laughs> that have been renamed. So clearly, the, the they'll take to the Guardians real quickly. I don't think the Guardians is bad. I think it's fairly neutral, pedestrian. I get it goes with the Art Deco statues that are right on the Cuyahoga River and on the bridge. It represents something that ha- has some connection to it. But there's a few people who say, oh, that's that's a ridiculous, it doesn't really mean enough or mean anything. And that's the dumbest name in baseball. And then somebody else was like, there's two need two two teams that are named after socks. <laughs> yeah. 
Joe, um, is it Joe Pazinski? Joe Pazant? Joe for the athletic. I, I forget his, I forget his last name. Um, but he made an excellent point. The, 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 the grandeur, the, the essence of the name, the spectacularness of the name isn't from the just 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 the name itself it's everything associated it's the aura it's the tradition the red socks is a dumb name but it it feels like something to us because it's tied with so many things you would never name a baseball team the yankees today you would never do it the you know the lakers in los angeles doesn't make any sense the jazz in utah what pick your favorite name um, the Cincinnati Reds, it's a color. It doesn't mean anything that exciting. It's valuable because of the nostalgia, the connection to it. And Guardians will just take some time, like the Indians named yeah, it. There's, there's no name in sports that if you change it right now, it, whatever you change it to is going to carry right. on that same cachet. Like it, it, it's, there's no it history. It's impossible. Yeah. Now the Guardians win a World Series and all of a sudden people are going to be like, oh yeah, that's the Guardians. I would, I would never change that. That's special to me now. That's just how team names work. We're the Tigers. The Tigers is like the most generic high school name ever. It means something to us because it's been around forever. Yeah. Jungle Cats. Indeed. All right. Do you know that people in um, like Southeast Asia wear masks on the back of their heads so it looks so the tigers don't attack them i did not know that that's interesting we should start doing that at tigers games that's a good idea backwards <laughs> make sure, make sure buck farmer and michael fulmer aren't attacking us from behind that's right yeah i was i thought that was interesting because it is interesting i don't want to get attacked by a, a jungle cat who does all right what else power do we got rankings. for the people jordan power, power rankings. rankings is it time Ugh, i'm a little rusty stretch here power rankings um so uh the olympics has been on and i mentioned this before there's kind of these niche sports kind of interesting well they're not, they're niche to us but around the world like these sports are important taekwondo and judo for instance are are huge most people in the world live in southeast asia where this where those sports are important and another sport that's uh important in that part of the world is badminton badminton you got to get the end badminton i don't think you do have um, and, to get the end i think that's yes that's what this this country has been proven for many years you do not have to say things correctly <laughs> that may be true uh but we in america consider badminton a backyard sport mm-hmm. right you got the racket you got some cheap old net that you set up in the backyard you're whacking it back and forth um so uh, badminton, and I got to tell you, at the um, family gathering that I was at in the Upper Peninsula, we had this tournament. Mm. And I got to tell you, there was there's like 50 family members there, and we had a little tournament. Guess who took home the trophy? Wow. Your boy. Your boy. So uh, the horseshoes dominated, the, uh, and, and the ladder toss uh, was finished up, up near the top. So we had mixed doubles and your boy coming home with the tiny dollar store trophy. That's Are you right. sure this wasn't the kind of thing where everyone else is trying to let the kids do well and you were just taking it more serious than everyone else, hence the victory? Because I feel like that's got this written all over it. Oh, 
Oh no, I didn't think of it that way. <laughs> Crushed my spirit. No, this was adults. This was a competition. Probably. Sure. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> so um backyard games, outdoor backyard summer game. That's where that's where I'm going with all. This is a great that's topic. I, I love it. All right. Number seven, croquet. Ooh. Croquet can be kind of fun. You get to whack the balls around with a mallet, which is satisfying. But there's a couple shortcomings, and that is no lawn is ever smooth enough to make the balls go straight. Even if you hit a perfect shot, it's a lot of luck. And nobody remembers the rules. Okay, where do the wickets go? I got to hit who? Do I get two turns or one? So it's kind of fun, but it's always a little confusing. Cricket's number seven. I'm not even sure there are rules. Not cricket. Just croquet. Croquet. Yeah. Yeah, There's just the, the spikes in the balls. There are no rules. Just go around, tap it around like a yeah. doofus. Okay. Like a doofus. Uh, kind of on the same theme, uh, we have number six, and that is bocce. Bocce ball. Are you familiar with the, the lawn bowling? I feel like it's very Italian. Now, yeah. when I was out at California, uh, we toured some uh, vineyards, some wineries, I guess. What? And you they say, had I'm the, the bougie one. Holy cow. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, oh, for sure. Now they had like bocce ball courts, like lanes. And that was more fun. It was very satisfying. But the way we always play around here was like, you toss the little ball wherever the heck you please. And you try to get it closest with the, with the bocce ball. It's like kind that. of that's, fun. That's but... very accessible. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't take rocket science to figure it out. Yeah. Got a, it's very organic, the bocce around the backyard bocce. Uh, number five, I have wiffle ball. It's kind of fun. You need a lot of people, but uh, you don't need gloves. You don't need too much uh, equipment, but you need some. It takes some organization, but it's kind of fun. Yeah, I agree with that. The wiffle like, ball. like a good whiff. Yeah. Number four is horseshoes. I, I, I love to throw the horseshoes. I have, you know, the, the backflip technique to get it to spin to hit you your do. ringer you know it's an old man sport you know it's been around since the dawn of time the horseshoes um but it's kind of a pain to get a pit you know you gotta pound the stick you got some sand and a back stuff there's kind of a lot involved with the horseshoes there's one big issue with horseshoes for me do you know what it is they're too heavy for your arms no they make your hands filthy <laughs> cannot stand that it's I'd rather not them play than shorts. No, then your together. shorts are dirty. Just clang the horseshoes together. Any dirt that remains after the clanging is fine. No, it's not the dirt. It's like the metal ore or whatever. That's the the rust. That the metal in. ore. I'm not a the scientist. You know that. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, hands are filthy. I'm not trying to live that Just life. Clang, clang them together. It's fine. Uh, number three, we have the washer toss. I feel like this is a relatively new innovation in backyard games. You have the box and then in the middle you have the cup and then you toss the washers in. Hmm. It's, it's kind of fun, super simple. Any dope can play it. Little kids can play it. Uh, you, you toss the washers in the box. Sounds fun. Are you familiar? You're not familiar with the washers? No, I've never, never seen that before. I'd like to. It's though. a giggle. It's a giggle. <laughs> now I'm not so sure. Number 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 two is uh, the is ladder ball, also called bolo toss, or around here we call it Dutch nuts. 
We call. Are it you familiar with this game? Hillbilly golf is what we call it. Yeah, is that you, what you call it? You try and get it to stick on one of the ladder things. Yeah, you have yeah. a bolo. There's like two golf balls on each end of a, a rope, and you fling it, and it wraps around the the shaft of the goal, or on the ladder rung. There you go. Yeah, that's fun. It's a, it's a fun game. It, it's it's it harder than it technique. looks to be to be completely honest. And it, it, you got to get a little lucky. The balls come sometimes clank in weird ways and but it's a fun game yeah that's why it's number two and i'm never wrong about rankings okay uh number one you got a guess my only guess left is bags slash cornhole that's right this is this is the premiere the prestige backyard game i i love to play some cornhole and uh it's dead simple you got the board you got the bags i feel like this is a modern iteration of lawn darts horseshoes like we've kind of settled on a more accessible easy thing to do in it in its cornhole i mean it's even being shown on espn and it's it's kind of a giggle i like you can play with one hand got beard one hand. very very important for lawn games definitely this is you know your beverage of choice very important and uh cornhole's fun i like the cornhole that's number one yeah uh bottom three a worthy champion I, I think so too. Uh, the three worst. Number three from the worst is can jam. Really? Uh, you throw a frisbee through a slot. You know, I'm a frisbee guy, but I, I just never have you know connected with a can jam game. Okay, Some people enough. love it though. It's yeah. it's it's low low energy, which is something I'm always going. You gotta for. like smack the the frisbee into the can. I guess not difficult. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Uh, second from the worst I have, and this is going to get some dander up. Second from the worst, I have spike ball. Are you familiar with spike ball? I am. Yeah. All yeah. right. I'll, I, you, I'm curious your reasons. You you assemble your ring, and then you have some lopsided rubber ball that's never inflated right, and then you have this net. And you're supposed to slap the little ball in the net. I can never get the stupid ball to rebound off the net very well. It always just kind of on the net. The you, People are constantly like palming the ball. You're supposed to tap it, or but it looks like a lift every time. It just always looks like a mess to me. And maybe I just don't get the essence of the spike ball, but not feeling it two observations one it's basically bougie foursquare and two it takes so much effort like people are running around and diving like yeah yeah that is that's not a beer in one hand no that's not a beer in one hand i have no interest in sweating in a a backyard lawn game not not at all um the worst outdoor lawn game is any board or inside game that has been giantized to play outside you know you see the giant connect four you see Mm -hmm. the giant yahtzee cubes you see the two by four block jenga Mm -hmm. you know which one of those is good none of them none of them they're all stupid you're just coming out with some reason to do inside games outside there's no innovation to these games they're board games you're just doing outside. It's stupid. Stop with those. 
play something a little more active. It's summer in Michigan. Soak it up while you can. We're going to be freezing our butts off in no time. Don't play those games. That's Power Rankings. Hello, this is Eric's mom, and you're listening to the Podcast Yanos. Well said. Didn't see much on the side of the road uh, this week. I did see two fellas, uh, I would say maybe mid-20s, so definitely not kids, but were walking along the side of the road, both in like full-out basketball jerseys. One had a Kobe jersey, the other had a LeBron jersey. Just bouncing the ball, like, you know, walking through the neighborhood. Um, I was running up from behind them, and I was like, oh, there's some, some kids out, you know, playing basketball in their jerseys. Nope, fully grown adults. Um, so that, that's basically... Do you, do, you, do you wear the uh, the basketball jersey? You seem like a, you could be a basketball jersey guy. You got the hats to go with it. I'm a soccer jersey guy. Soccer I don't, jersey I don't, guy. I don't, I don't really own any, any basketball jerseys. I, I, could, I could see getting into it. Other than that, I don't really follow basketball. Um, but... Yeah, right. Soccer, soccer jerseys. Speaking of soccer, have you have Got you it. guys uh, done Ted Lasso? Um, yeah, I just the, just last night or a couple nights ago. It's hard to get in in my viewing schedule, right? There's so much going on, but I did take in the first episode of season two of Ted Lasso. It it's going to be so hard good. to beat season one, and in, in season two already, I'm <sighs> maybe just because my expectations are so high, but. It wasn't quite the same, but I'm I'm hopeful yet. I don't know the when I I tweeted this out, but when Danny Rojas suggests that he learned that football is life and football is death <laughs> and football <laughs> is football, wasn't... but mostly football is life, that was one of the best moments from the show, just top to bottom. I thoroughly enjoyed that whole bit. That moment was good. Football is also death. <laughs> it's very very philosophical. I did like that. Um. Yes. All right. Twitter questions. Uh, where are we do? Oh. Twitter questions. Yeah. Is that where we're heading? Okay. Where we're we heading. got a direct traffic here. Okay. Uh, J, uh, J, JP Skronik asks, uh, if, if Comerico is going to put up milestone trackers in left field for each of each of you, what milestone would they be tracking? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, power ranking categories, I guess. I don't know. Hmm. Number gonna, of, I feel like, I feel like I would probably go with flat bill hats, which although I don't know, I don't know that I necessarily want that number that number uh, publicized. It's it's much higher than any any one adult man should have. Do you have more than forty hats? Probably. <laughs> okay, I I haven't Good counted in quite some time for for that exact reason. There you go. There you go, Jacob. Or, uh, or Jacob. I think it's Jake. Um, Nick Alampi, Alampi, Nick. Nick. Nick Alampi, Alampi underscore 24 asks, uh, who do you want the team to realistically go after this offseason? Well, I was looking at this one um, by kind of by position. I, I think we need a long-term shortstop. I would love to yep. see them go after Carlos Correa. I feel like he's been the big one that's been linked with us. Like Seager is probably going to resign with the the Dodgers. And even if he didn't, he'd be out of our price range. We're not going to get Trevor story. Correa kind of seems like the one that might fall in our laps. I would like to see him. Like, I, I think he's a good player. Um, I guess he's, he's relatively Cro- young yet, isn't he? Yeah. I can see Brandon Crawford being a fill in for a couple of years. He's having a good year. Left-handed bat. 
Um, I also think we're gonna we're gonna need a left-handed corner infielder slash DH. Um, I can see Brandon Belt being a decent option there, low cost. Um, and then there's a couple. Well, you guys, have done your homework. Just, I mean, this was a, this was an easy one to do homework on, and I enjoy speculating as, as far as who we're gonna sign. Um, starting pitching, we're we're gonna need somebody next year to at least. Just try and innings, yeah. fill the Urania role. Um, Eduardo Rodriguez from the Red Sox is a free agent. I suspect he will cost more than we are willing to spend. But two guys that I've loved forever, Danny Duffy and Charlie Morton is going to be a free agent. Oh, wow. If, if he doesn't retire, I would love to see him. I mean, he's he's boys with AJ. They won a World Series. He's kind together. of a fossil, isn't he, though? He's he's had a good year. He's had a, he's had a great last five years. So there anyway. Those are the guys I want. Anyone specifically that you want? There you have it, Nick A. No, I don't know. I don't care. Correa would be the only guy I know about. Uh, Peter the third at Pete underscore the third. Unless it's ill, I can't tell. Uh, Where would you most like to see Isak Paredes and Spencer Torkelson play in the infield? I mean, I guess I I like like Paredes at second, actually, a little bit. And I mean, in an ideal world, Torkelson will play third. Like that's far more valuable. No, I don't know. I don't know in that a, I in see that. In an ideal world, Torkelson will play first. Why? If you could, if you have a, a first baseman that can play third, that's infinitely more valuable. Anybody can play because first. Candelario is a much better third baseman. Is he? And will he be there? Yeah. I don't well, know. Cool. I'm assuming. We'll see. So Paredes is plays you a serviceable infield, but he's probably not going to bring a lot of range. That's why I like him at second. I think he'd be fine. Yeah, definitely. depends what you know. Scope. Well, you know, it all depends. Yeah, I mean, scope, um, has, let's, scope has been what Paredes is at second base for many, many years, and has been perfectly fine. That's true. Paredes hopes he can be scope someday. Is that fair to say? That's, that's fair. Um, to say. Pete also asks, what's the biggest obstacle for the owners and players union while they are working on a CBA? You want to talk labor relations here, uh, Paul? Uh, That's a good question for our boy, Tiger Dog. Pete, I think you've, I think you've mixed us up for intelligent people. I don't, I have nothing (laughs) to add to that conversation. Jesse Thomason asks, what are the best pants to wear with a jersey? You're wearing a soccer jersey, you're wearing a baseball jersey. What are you having on the lower half, Paul? Uh, shorts. Always shorts. Anytime I yeah. get away with khaki shorts, shorts. not. Yeah, definitely. Specifically like your kind of classic khaki color. It goes with everything. That's that's true. I'm going with that. Not the jean shorts, but just like <laughs> no, brown not the, shorts. Not the jean shorts? <laughs> shorts. Uh, and preferably, you know, I know I'm of dad vintage, but I, I no longer rock the cargo shorts. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, I'm a little, um, little fancier than that. Have you or have you not worn jean shorts in the last twelve months? No, I don't. I haven't owned a pair in a decade. Two wow. decades. All right, I'll give you credit. Pair of I, like blue ones, but they're not. Well, I mean, that's a that's a different thing. Yeah. Okay. Dan Kelly, not to be confused with Don Kelly at Tiger Fan Dan, asks. Give us a free agent signing this winter that we didn't see coming. We had a, about realistic, and now we didn't see coming. Uh, Who wouldn't you see coming? I don't even know what free agents there are. 
I'm basically any of the top guys. <laughs> yeah, the, any big ones, right? You yeah. can't afford. Um, let's see what we have. Paul Robinson at Robo seventeen oh one A. How long <laughs> it's a before very Arby's specific handle? <laughs> in case you need that. to. In case Paul, you need to get a hold of Paul. I yeah, thought I'd B, read the entire a. name. A, yeah. Is there B and C then too? Maybe. I hope uh, so. He asks, how long before Arby's change back to three home runs for a small curly fries? Is it what? Three three runs now, right? You get yeah, fries? I, I mean, I feel like this is more down to Arby's and not down to the Tigers. Like, I mean, if you're giving it away at three runs, like that's you're just trying to get people in the door, which makes sense because Arby's is terrible. So hot take. Here's another conspiracy theory I have. You don't need to like at most Arby's restaurants. Are they like fact checking any of this? You can just go in and say the Tigers did such and such a thing. I'm here for my free curly fries. You're going to be able to get them. Do you think? I 100% also, like, how agree. Did, Go ahead. How many of the workers are are checking the, the previous night's box score or care? I'm going to go on a limb and say zero. Yeah. Everybody out there, send us your stories of trying to get curly fries when it's a non-curly fry day. I want to see how this goes. I think you'll have no problems. It's one curly fries, Michael. What could it cost? $10. Uh, one quote I know. Uh, Sl- at Slugwizzy asks, seems like a lot of Tigers fans want to see the team sign a big money shortstop for 2022. Is this a good idea? Why or why not? Okay, Correa, is this is a good idea to sign him? It is a good idea because there's no one coming up in the immediate future to fill that hole. So that would be you- the sensical position. And we have there's a lot of shortstops. And okay, in the first year of his free agent contract, we're still not that real good. We're going to need to sign him to what? A six, five, six year deal? Yeah. Okay, we better hope that those those years are good. Somewhere in there. Yeah, right? definitely. He could be he could be the Pudge or the Maglio. Uh Robert Baker asked at Kerba 1123, which team is closer to the 20 20- 21 tigers the one that swept the rangers and twins out of the break or the one that lost the last four i kind of answered this already also i think it's both i don't i don't think there is an answer because i think i think the team is beat the crap out of the rangers four straight times good and is can have an ugly series against the royals bad if that makes sense i feel like we're catching up to the league a little bit before yeah. it felt like everybody else was playing in a different dimension. And now there's more teams that were like, okay, we're just as good as these chumps or better. Which is in some cases. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. Pizza Slayer at JSLA0809 asks is, if Chris Fetter successfully taught Jeremy Bonderman a changeup, do you think, it, do you think would take his hat off and say, I'm done. There's nothing left for me to do. <laughs> <laughs> teaching bonderman a ch- the changeup is kind of like hitting a two iron not even god almighty can do it all right <laughs> so if 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 chris fetter can teach bonderman a changeup yes that would be 
he would be uh, godly. He would be. I, I think immortal. if he could teach Bonderman just about anything, with all due respect to Bondo. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jeremy. He's a butt of more jokes. I tell you what. I, I feel. I love you, Jeremy. Do you, though? Don't listen to him. <laughs> Savage. Um, <clears throat> Jed at Tigers JUK, the one of uh, uh, the Reyes tattoo fame, asks Would Gregory Soto have retired David Ortiz? Oh, too without soon. It, without a doubt. No doubt too about it. Too soon. Honestly, okay. Listen, if Benoit though, had gotten the strike call he deserved, he would have gotten David yeah. Ortiz out, and this whole thing would have been different. But so, sure. Benoit, we forget, was dynamite that year. I mean, he was reliable. He had a track record. There was no quite. I mean, Benoit was the guy you kind of wanted, but Soto has more stuff than Benoit did at the time by a lot, stuff wise. Soto's like- stuff is dynamite incredible i feel like the thing that we forget about that the benoit stuff is that was the eighth inning if, if we had made it to the ninth valverde would have blown the game anyway like I don't, <laughs> let's let's be honest if it didn't happen then it would have happened 20 minutes later so listen i tried to purge my brain of a lot of that game it's just too painful it's so sad uh speaking of patrick my boy uh at tiger dog underscore one uh patrick asks when do we get more flow charts uh, and that's, I used to make a lot of flow charts. And the problem with that is I'm kind of lazy and I do other kinds of work, believe it or not. So, um, yeah, if I had a, had a bounty of free time, I would make more flow charts, but they're, just, they're a little bit of work. So Plus you don't want, you don't I, want to get I, pigeonholed I in as the, as the flow chart guy, the flow chart guy. Yeah, Although we might be, I hate to be stereotyped, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, so I owe you collectively Tigers Twitter another flowchart. I'm a year or two behind. So sorry. <laughs> Pandemic hit and I was not feeling it, evidently. David Fleece, Dave Fleece Fleece at Fleece Dave asks, in a perfect world, what does this year's off season look like? Uh, sign Coaching free agent. stability, sign Carlos Correa. In a perfect world, uh, I guess we, yeah, Turnbull world. was misdiagnosed. <laughs> it turns out his arm ligaments are fine. Yeah, I take that. That's that'd be nice. Um, I don't know. I you don't want to get too greedy, and uh, but yeah, assigning a free agent would be nice. Yeah, maybe, um, maybe a, a multi-year one, just just yeah, for fun, like a good one, right? Uh, it's exciting that Grossman's back next year. I, I feel like say, unnecessary really dig at my boy Robbie. Saying, oh, good. Yeah. Robbie, Robbie is the man. Yeah. Can't spell BB without. Wait a minute. <laughs> Can't spell Robbie without BB. There we the go. Base on balls. There it is. You got there. Um, oh, it's been it's been a messy <laughs> week. Uh, Anthony Troya at Ant underscore Troya, also known by Troya Juan Kenobi. Of wow. course. Uh, do you think the Tigers will sell Grossman and Scope or maybe one? I, I don't think they moved Grossman. Do you? I don't think so either. We kind of discussed Scope. It's all going to depend on what. We kind of just go. So. Yeah. That's it. That's all the t- the Twitter questions. Um, they're good, which they should be. You had three weeks to work on people. You, they should be good. 
What up, fam? This is, of course, your boy Jordan here to tell you about one of my all-time favorites, Moots Pizzeria and Bar. It is the only authentic New York pizzeria in the Motor City and has become a staple in the Detroit pizza scene. You know me. I don't play when it comes to pizza, and this is where it's at. Amongst the best of the best that they have to offer are favorites like Garlic Knots, the Uptown and the Bronx Pizza, Gemelli Pasta, and that Chocolate Lava Cake is hotter than Andrew Romine in April. And they have some killer cocktails and a great beer and wine selection. Stop in with friends for a few pies and grab an authentic slice from the slice counter. It's going to be an instant favorite. Visit MootsPizzeria.com to learn more or to place an order. And don't forget, they validate two hours of parking in Lot Z. Tell them Jordan and Eric sent you. Thank you. To be fair, I, I did ask for questions before the Moots show, but I did it like 25 minutes before we started recording, so I did not give people enough time. It was one of those, I was filling up with with gas at Costco. I'm like, oh, crap. Oh, I didn't yeah. ask for Twitter That's questions. That's usually my job, so, yeah. Just, just so you people know, I always ask for Twitter questions, but Jordan always has to tell me to do it. <laughs> You've done I it appreciate on your, that. You did it on your own today, I think. Did I? I think so. Yeah, after you reminded me yesterday. Yeah. So, uh, Baby you don't steps. you don't care about any of this anyway. <laughs> thank you, questioners. I'm proud. If of you me. want to get in touch with the show, you can on Twitter and Instagram. I am at hosted by Jay Hall. Eric is at Eric Wayne's Brain, and the show is at Podcastiano. As always, the show is sponsored by Moots Pizzeria and Bar in beautiful Oops. downtown Detroit. Eric, it's good to have you back beneath the bridge. Uh, you are officially a, a troll again, as the kids say. Mm. Um, glad that you survived, and not only survived, but actually, it sounds like you dominated that family vacation, um, just delivering injuries the, to all the children, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. The trick is to have very incapable family. I guess that's I guess that's the key. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Go ahead. Uh, the final last words. Um, honorable mention for backyard games. The the hook swing thing, the tiki toss. That's kind of a, and also have you heard of Koob or Cub? Koob. No. You throw sticks at like planks that are setting up in the yard. Also, I'm kind of intrigued by this game where you pound nails into like a piece of wood. That but sounds I don't like know just work, about those. right? So it's just construction sites? <laughs> now, that, now that you put it that way. Yeah, it's, it does sound like work. Anyway, so those are my two research backyard games. <laughs> All right. With that being said, we will catch you guys next week. And eat them up, Tigers. Eat them up. Goodbye. This has been a production of the Alpha Dog Podcast Network. Find more shows at alphadogagency.com slash podcasts. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 